When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Restricted free agent? Yes, or unrestricted? Is. No, restricted. Restricted free agent. Yeah. Basically the same basically thing, the same. Unless, so, unless a danger field or Jeremy Cameron. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he does miss the year with that knee, and again, we hope he doesn't, but if he does, then I guess it uh, will really heighten the focus for his decision uh, moving forward. Well, when it comes to today, to today, I should say, the Giants, they're taking on the Tigers at Giants Stadium and GWS CEO Dave Matthews has been good enough to give us some of his time ahead of that match. Dave, welcome to Crunch Time. Thanks, Sarah. How do you see this battle? It's a battle between Tim Taranto and his old side, but it's also a bit of a Matthews Cup. <laughs> I actually just got out of the, the car. Simon was sitting with me and I said... <laughs> He said, start your interview now. I want to participate. And I said, no, no, we'll pull up, we'll pull up and, uh, and I'll have a chat to the guys. But, yeah, he's, um, it's always good to have him up. He stayed with us last night and, and uh, we'll watch the game together today. So, yeah, it's, it's, going, to be, um, it's going to be interesting because I think, you know, obviously, we're, we're both sides have got a few players out and you know, it's a very important opportunity to win for both of us as well, given the state of the season. So, yeah, expecting a, expecting a very competitive game. Dave, Tom Morris here. Thanks for joining us. How do you read the Giants' season so far? I think we've been really competitive, Tom. I think you can see that Adam Kingsley's trying to put a, a, a different stamp on the way that side's playing. And we've been in most games. I think we're probably, uh, other than Collingwood, you know, I think a game probably against West Coast was a bit disappointing. But other than that, we've lost some, some close ones that we've been in. Um, but we've won a couple of rippers as well in including uh, the crosstown rivals, the Swans, and then, and then Geelong last week. So I think our best is good enough, uh, and the game plan, when it holds up, um, it is certainly keeping us in games. We just need to try to, I think, as Adam Kingsley would say, get a bit more reward for effort. Dave, um, Josh Jenkins here. Good luck this afternoon. I'm keen to ask you about last year you were aggressive uh, in the trading space to to acquire the the number one pick, do you feel like as a as a club you still want to uh, amass as much sort of elite talent as you possibly can, or do you feel like on the back of a win like last week against the Cats and uh, the wins that you mentioned previous that you you only need to find more specific uh, spots on the ground or players to fill those roles on the ground? What, what where do you sort of see the group at the moment? Yeah, it's a good question, Josh. I think over the last couple of years. Jason McCartney in particular has done a pretty good job just rebalancing our list a little bit. I mean, obviously you don't like to see players of the calibre and character of Tim Tarano and, and Jacob Hopper uh, leave the club, and they were certainly enjoying their time at the club and in Sydney. But in saying that, you've also got to prioritise you know, where, where you've got your depth and where you might need some depth. And that, that was really the, the main reason behind chasing down at the pick to get Aaron Cadman and I think we've probably seen in the midfield group that it hasn't it hasn't cost us too badly in terms of the opportunities that are now provided for people like Tom Green. So, yeah, I, I guess the, the end of your question there about prioritising more specific needs on the list is where we're at now. I think our list is really starting to sort of normalise. So does that read as 
okay, we've got two top ten picks potentially with your pick and then Richmond's, and then if Himmelberg goes, you'll have another pick in the top 20. Could you trade a couple of them to get up to pick one again and Harley Reid could be on his way to the Giants? Well, I think Jace has done a great job in actually putting us in positions where you know, we're, we're sort of watching and waiting for the, an opposition club's early pick. We were lucky that, uh, you know, when Collingwood, we had that pick from Collingwood that we're able to, and that, that was a year where they they finished low and, you know, Richmond's having not a, not not their best season, but that's that's against a very, very high mark in recent in recent years, as we know. So, look, the, the short answer is you can never have too many early picks, really. It's what you do with them and what you convert them into. But I think that's, um, yeah, that's the point that, Last year, what what we achieved in in trade period is potentially achievable again. So, um, you know, we'll be aggressive again. We're also very confident that we'll retain Harry Himmelberg. Yeah, he's an academy product. He's a he's a critical part of our of our culture of our club, and obviously a very talented player. So we're optimistic there. Can I ask you about a broader issue at the moment? Um, we know that the AFL is looking for a new GM of footy. Brendan Gale's name has been mentioned at the moment. Laura Kane's doing that job, I guess, on an interim basis. I assume that she's also in the running to get that full time. Um, you've got a director on your board, Jimmy Bartell, who has been on the record as saying that he would love to do that role, and yet we still don't have that role being filled yet. And I know that's agitated some other clubs because there's just a lack of certainty around League HQ. Um, two, I guess a two-part question is, a, why hasn't it been filled? And B, do you think Jimmy would be able to do that role? Yeah, it's a good question. I think the first domino has fallen, as we know, with the, with the I guess, the nomination of Andrew Dillon as the incoming CEO. And he spent some time last week in Sydney with us and, and, and we gave him a bit of an update on where things are up to, we think, in Sydney generally, but also at the club and, and some things we probably want to propose and pursue with him down the track when he eventually takes it on full-time in his own right. I think with that domino falling, obviously they've advertised for that football role. And, yeah, when you talk about Jimmy Bartell, I mean, he's as well-credentialed as anyone in the in the competition for a role like that. Uh, I think the fact that he's actually gone out and explored uh, opportunities to look at, you know, the Brisbane Lions list strategy and then taken on our director of footy role, he understands, therefore, what's going on in the expansion market to Queensland and New South Wales. And, yeah, that's obviously set against the, the pedigree of Brownlow Medal, Premiership, Norm Smith Medal. He sat on the match review panel. Um, and I think most people really laud his opinions and his insights when he's performing in the media. So, you know, he's, he's done a fantastic job for us so far. And you know, whilst you wouldn't necessarily want to see him depart our board, for an opportunity like that, we'd certainly be um, very supportive. I think he'd be outstanding. Dave, just a quickish one on uh, Tassie. Uh, do, is there enough talent? Do, uh, teams uh, heard Jason McCartney be vocal about uh, you guys only being able to select certain players, players from certain parts of the country. Is there enough talent for us to, to, to launch into a new team? Forget about the nostalgia of Tassie, and we all accept that it's a great thing, but from a talent point of view, where do you sit on that? Uh, again, I think it's a, it's a really topical issue for the industry to think about because it I, get a, I guess a lot of the time it gets talked about as, is this going to dilute the, the talent pool? And I think that's just not the way we should be looking at it. I think what it does is it, it means that we should be prioritising the growth of the talent pool in markets that we don't currently have a big enough share. Sydney being the primary one, I think there's a stat at the moment, I think that 15 of the 800 men's players come from come from Sydney or, or the surrounds. I mean, that's Australia's biggest city. It's just not enough. So I, I guess the What's self-evident is that 
we've still got a national competition that's largely based on a southern-based talent pool. Um, and that's not sustainable, I don't think, going forward in the sense that you've really got to accelerate the growth of the talent pool out of 54% of Australia and New South Wales and Queensland. Dave- and, we, and we talked a bit to Andrew Dillon about that last week and we said, you know, we've got to probably, as a game, think about the sort of um, levers that we either have in place or we can change or adjust to free that pipeline up. And, and the most obvious example for us at the moment is the bidding system in Western Sydney. Um on our academy players just doesn't Dave, make sorry, sense. I'm going to have to wrap you up there because we're going to a hard break, but thank you for joining us and good luck today. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank Dave you, Dave. CEO, Dave Matthews.